Welcome to the Dumb Idea Podcast with Mike and Alex. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the show. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share this video or podcast on any platform that you're listening on. Please visit us at www.dumbideapodcast.com. All right, welcome back to this episode. This is actually part two of our interview with Krishan Allen uh, from KrishanAllen.com. Before we get into that, just want to talk about private internet access with all the people lurking online, uh, all the nefarious characters trying to get your information to sell it on the dark web. Uh, It is important to use a virtual private network, uh, VPN for short. I use private internet access. I've used it for around three years now. It's really easy to use. You can put it on all your devices. Uh, When you turn it on, your uh, connection to the internet uh, is encrypted. It goes through separate servers. And it will protect uh, your credit card information. It'll protect your address, your phone numbers, all that information you have to put in for contact info. It'll protect that for you. Uh, It'll protect you if you need to do any online banking uh, to make sure that no one can see your passwords. Uh, Just in this day and age, it's really something that everyone should try and use. Uh, It's extremely inexpensive, $2.50 a month, although right now they're running a sale where you get three months free. And the cost can be as little as $1.89 a month. So go on over to the dumbideapodcast.com or dumbideapodcast.com. I don't even know our own website. Uh, dumbideapodcast.com. <laughs> go ahead and click on the private internet access ad on the right-hand side. And that'll take you right over to their uh, right over to their webpage. So you can go ahead and grab yourself uh, at least a month just to test it out. See how easy it is to use. Uh, we're still talking with Krishan Allen. Uh, we left off... Uh, Last episode, uh, talking about how tough it is for people to deal with body image, with what's being put out there. Um, and especially Krishan and I, we both have girls, but even Krishan was saying it's tough on boys too. Yeah, no, no, it is. Um, because you know, I think where we, where we kind of left off was saying, you know, boys are, are seeing, you know, the same kind of images that girls are in it. And they're also doctored uh on on these social media platforms um i think it sets the unrealistic image that you know at 16 you have to have a six pack or or 24 you know <laughs> like i think it's 24 the only six pack i worried about yeah i <laughs> came in a can yeah 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 <laughs> that's still you know well who needs a six pack when you got a k <laughs> but uh you know and the thing is like uh um you, you, you adults struggle with it so, you know, uh, there was a there was a commercial. Uh, Peyton Manning was in it. We talked about six pack abs. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if you're not tw- if you're not in your early twenties, that ship has sailed. Right. But I mean, there's some guys that, that get it, you know, that attain it, but they work their behinds off. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the, the others, it, it seems like th- things are swinging the other way though with the body positivity movement, mm-hmm. which on its you know, it's it's one of those things where it's nuanced. There's, I think it's be the best you you could be. But I worry about, you know, people say, oh, well, you know, just love yourself and be yourself and that's your truth and, you know, eat that tub of cookie dough. And, you know, with, with uh, it being so easy to be sedentary now and just sit and stare at a device and trying to set the example for your, your kids and your family to to live a healthier lifestyle, be physically active. Like, you know, my, my oldest is super into sports, so he's no problem. The middle one though, he's not as much into it. So, you know, in, in your, in, uh, you know, with your family, is there a, a way to, that you try to encourage it, you know, other than just setting the example or, because you, know, you don't want to go and say, Oh, Hey, you know, cause I, you know, like, you start to look a little chunky there. I want to go out and work out. That's good. That's damaging too. No, I don't, I don't think I've ever, ever said anything to my girls about, about their bodies. Um, it would set a very dangerous precedent. Um, but I think you, as a parent, you have to, first of all, you're the one bringing anything into the house that, that they're eating in most cases. So, uh, that habit is built off, whatever the family 
dynamic is, right? The the kid ain't going out right. to score it's Doritos like drive through. Yeah, yeah, on their own. <laughs> so, you know, whatever is being brought in the house, the the kids are usually following the habit of of what, you know, the parents are setting in the family setting. Um but I, I think it's also understanding that as as kids grow, they go through body image changes. Like it's it's a natural part of right. of growth. Like I, not until you're an adult do you just start to grow right. <laughs> and, and uh and, and you know try to have to control that those things a little bit better for your own health um but ultimately like i i just i've never had the comp that you know anything to say to my girls um about about their body image like i'll may say something about what they want to try and wear because that's mm. you know i think a representation of of our of our family and in the household but um i'm like i don't want them to ever feel like there's some shame there yeah and and you know especially their body um but the health thing is and i'm sorry i'm 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 gonna run on here but the health the health thing i think it's over the last two years like that with covid it's it's basically stay home so there really isn't anything that you know kids can do to to get active and now it's it's trying to jumpstart that again. It's trying to say, oh, go outside with your yeah. friends and play or go ride your bike. Or, um, so, so it's really trying to inject or, or, you know, re refocus the family back to the routine of being out and kids being active and playing in school and, and running around. Yeah. Cause left to their own devices. I mean, I know, well, my middle son will s- stare at an iPad all day if you let him. Mm-hmm. And, my wife and I have a conversation like he's starting to get he's he's like me if he if he's not moving he's going to be eating and gaining weight and that's just that's how I'm built yeah um so the poor kid is like my clone so I get it but I don't want to go and say you know hey dude you know you're starting to get fat he's seven like I'm not mm-hmm. going to say that to a seven year old now I remember when my you know my grandmother lived with us now that's a different generation that's the World War Two yeah. generation and but she would say to my sister like. You have such a pretty face. If you lost weight, you'd be that. Oh yeah, and my mother used to because my grandmother said the same thing. It was my mother's mother would say the same thing to my mom, and my mom would lose her mind when she would do that. But my mom took it the other way and was like, "Oh, just do whatever you want." Oh, the two extremes. Yeah, yeah. and it you know it it kind of you know my my sister like me struggled with her weight for for I mean my sister recently lost over a hundred pounds, um, but it was a bunch of damage that had to be undone mm-hmm. from you have such a pretty face. If you just lost a little weight, the boys would love you. Like what the F are you saying to somebody at that point? But I see my own, you know, my middle son, like, Hey dude, we got to keep you moving. But then do you want to, you don't want to say that to him. Not at so, seven. Right. Yeah. Cause, Cause by nine, yeah, <laughs> it could all be gone. You know, they, right. Cause they're babies. Yeah. Or then he's eating his feelings, mm-hmm. you know, which is a tactic that I uh, picked up. It's it's not a very effective one, yeah. but uh, you I know, think it works wonders. <laughs> <laughs> it's been great for me. But if you start to see, I guess, some of your own negative, or I don't even like to say negative, but some of your own behavior, right, and you're maybe concerned. That's that's what the yeah. That's when you start to to be more active, proactive, and saying, okay, I don't want you to be down this path, like right, you and, know. And because of COVID, like when COVID hit, I had a gym membership. I actually had two gym memberships. And, you know, I wish that you just had to pay for the gym membership and put the, you actually have to go there. Right? <laughs> but I canceled both. We ended up getting a, we got a, a, a Peloton and then I, I picked up some free weights from a buddy that was getting divorced. And so I have everything in the basement. So now the boys see both me and my wife down there working out. And, you know, um, my middle son, he's like, you know, he'll come home like, did you work out this morning? Like, no, I'm doing this afternoon. He's like, he comes down with me and he just screws around, but he's down there with me seeing like, Oh, Hey, this is something you should be doing. But then on the flip side, he's, you know, cause my older, oldest son and him go to the same school and you know, the older one's a snitch. So he'd be like, you know, Colton ate two breakfasts. Like, what do you mean? Cause they have free breakfast now. So Colton mm-hmm. would, would eat breakfast at, at, um, at home. And then go to school and eat another one. Wow. <laughs> so I stopped giving him breakfast at home. Like, you're terrible. You don't give your kid breakfast. Well, 
pump the brakes. Yeah. <laughs> it's because he's going to go eat another one. So he's, he's only getting one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's uh, you know I try to say, but it's hard for us to set the example too because you know what I like to eat ice cream mm-hmm. and I like pizza and popcorn and all that stuff. So well, the other thing is though, it's part of its convenience, right? You know, like I remember this past uh, this past fall, we had the girls in sports had them in field hockey. They're on two different teams. We were at the practice fields Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then we had a practice Saturday and a game Sunday. I mean, five days a week. Like we we get home from work, where I come upstairs, you know, and we got to be at the fields by five, so I got to feed them something. So it's like okay. It's like you, you can only do pasta so so many times, right? Before they just stop eating it, yeah. um, and it's not like they're going to eat kale chips, right? Yeah. But so it's like okay, I got to come up with something quick and healthy. It's like there's really not much that goes along with that. Mm-mm. So then it's like, or or to be honest with, you, or just lack of effort on my part. It's like dino nuggets. It is, you know, yeah. that's what it is tonight. <laughs> or air fryer. Let's go. Yeah, uh, Gorton's fish sticks, which mm. you know they might be. Fish in it. I'm going to put that in air quotes. Fish, fish. Uh, but it's deep fried and probably has very little actual fish in it. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, you know, I, I get. I mean, you set a good example. I get that. But there are some days where you're just not going to. Oh yeah. And it's like you got to hope that they pick up more on the good than the lazy. Mm-hmm. You know, because I got a lot of. I'm showing a lot of lazy, <laughs> so I'm hoping <laughs> they don't pick that up because. Their mother's not. Like, they see their, their mother working out. No, nah, I'm not working out. But they see her on the bike. Right? I'm hoping they get that and not, you know, and not what I'm doing. Yeah, they- yeah but I think, I think you know, most of, you know, what I, what I try and do if, you know, working with a family is if you set a goal, like, a health goal should be, you know, for the whole family. Right? Because even if it's only going to impact one person, mm-hmm. the whole family has to get on board so that it's saying, well, I want to lose weight, but then, you know, th- your spouse and the kids are, are eating everything you can't eat. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, okay, well you're not helping me. So, so the shift has to be a family shift a little bit and it's not denying the kids things that they're used to, but, but you can begin to tweak what, what you, what you eat as a family. Like over time, the kids are, I think will adjust. Yeah. Yeah. That where they'll starve to death. <laughs> yeah, well, you gotta be really hungry. Yeah, because it's like you know, I, I think we we've in our house. Um, I do the majority of the, of the cooking in our house, but I only cook one meal. So if if you choose not to eat this meal, then better luck tomorrow, right? right? Because we're not gonna make something different, yeah. and, and you're not gonna peanut butter and jelly yourself, uh, yeah, <laughs> for I, for the rest of the week. Well, I've said it like. You know, I'll be making dinner and like, you know, the, one of the boys will, boys will come down and I'll sit with, and they'll be like, Ugh. I'm like, dude, I'm not a short order cook. You know what I mean? Like you're you, eat it or not. Um, and I, I'm like, I do all the cooking at home too, so I can kind of control it. So if I'm on point, everyone else kind of just doesn't have a choice but to be on point. Mm-hmm. See, I'm guilty. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it. At, my wife and I are guilty of this. So what? Like for example, if we're doing pasta, like the little one doesn't like bread sauce, right? So. We'll take out some of the noodles for her, mix it with some butter to make like butter noodles, mm-hmm. and the rest of us will have the red sauce. Now it probably sets a horrible precedent because when, like tonight, we did uh, barbecue chicken flatbread. Um, but I knew the youngest one wasn't going to eat it, so I I pulled out some plain chicken out of the skillet and just put the cheese on it. So she basically had chicken and cheese with no barbecue sauce, none of the ranch sauce, and. That was her. Like, that was her meal. Now, that sets probably, again, that still sets a horrible precedent. Like, okay, I'm willing to give her something different mm-hmm. when we're all eating the actual meal. And then, of course, neither one of them eat it, and they go and make a frozen waffle for dinner. <laughs> so my wife and I had chicken, uh, barbecue chicken, flatbread pizza. Now, my oldest tried it. She just didn't like it, is what it is. I'm like, okay, if you... If you're hungry, go man, go put a waffle in the toaster, and that's your dinner. Yeah. And she did. I mean, that's what. So I mean, part of it is like, okay, you don't like it, you make your own dinner. But the other part of it is like, she she probably should have eaten what we were eating, right? And we shouldn't have made a separate one for the youngest one. 
Should have just said, look, this is what dinner is. If you don't like it, go hungry. But it's harder to, I mean, it, it's harder to do than to say it, I guess. No, it is. I think, and then by the time, by the time you're eating dinner, in most cases, we've, we've had really long days, right? So it's, it's like, I'm done. I'm done fighting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I'm legitimately done with this, so... Like, you dealt with Stacy in Cubicle B. She's a moron. You know, St- your, your boss, Steve... He's a moron, too. Can't, yeah, can't tie his shoes, and you're covering for him, so the job gets done, and then you go home, and you just don't want to deal with a 10-year-old who thinks they're smarter than any than God, you know, and, and knows how to, like, push your buttons mm-hmm. or, or say, well... Well, what about this? Or what about I got time for that? Just eat eat your meal. Yeah. And if you don't like this one, go make one for yourself. I don't care. I'm done with this. I'm done with people being doing stupid stuff. But one one thing we did for for a little while was, um, and it got the family involved was we had kind of a meal planner for for the week, so you know the kids could see what was coming up, and mm-hmm. then also gave them a day to put something that they wanted on that on that meal calendar and and it was even to the point of adding like we're not major fast food eaters i think the extent is Mm chick-fil-a but um even having that day like okay this is this is chick-fil-a but for you know a week or two weeks at a time they knew what meals were going to be be coming up and then ultimately what we saw was well especially now with how groceries cost um the planning saves saves money oh yeah um you can see what things you can cross utilize like okay if we have leftovers from this tomorrow i'm going to turn this into into something else but um yeah and it it was also getting getting our kids involved in, in the process and then another i used to travel a lot um so my my wife we started doing one of those meal meal kit services mm-hmm. um and having the girls cook the meals so then yeah. they became invested in what they were making and, and more willing to to eat it we yep. just tried one yeah. like the last two weeks we i guess we got on the uh the uh discount period whatever yeah. it is. that's the only you gotta you gotta work that system <laughs> so yeah it, 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 how it, many emails you have it, <laughs> it's like getting like serious XM. like you got to call them every six months to get that because otherwise you're gonna get smacked with a 150 dollar bill every six months but if you call them and say hey i'm gonna cancel because it's too expensive they knock it down like 30 bucks it's mm-hmm. like that's a huge gap but anyway so yeah we tried one of those we tried one of those uh food and meal services and my wife had the girl like she was like okay this is what they have let's pick what we want and she would do it with the girls now even though they've been helping to pick, it doesn't mean that they've been eating them. Okay. But <laughs> they've eaten some of them. Um, I will say this, though. it As far as organization goes, you're right. It gives us, we know those four days. I think you can get, I think it's five meals, but one of them is usually mm-hmm. like something my wife does. She makes it for her lunch. Okay. And then we have dinner for the other four days. It really, really cuts down on, okay, let's just go order. And it's like, nope, we got this. It's in the fridge. Everything's already prepared. Like for those barbecued chicken flatbreads, the chicken was already cut. All I had to do was cut up the poblana pepper, put it in the pan with the chicken, barbecue sauce on it, toast the flatbread. Everything goes on the flatbread and you're done. And you're looking at 25 minutes. That's it. It's 25 mm-hmm. minutes. Everything was done. But I mean, things like having the chicken already cut for you. Like people, that takes 10, 15 minutes right there out of the equation. Mm -hmm. Well, it also takes out like now you don't have to wash the cutting board and wash the knife. Yep. And because my wife and I had this deal, like when we first started living together, before we were married, like she doesn't cook. So like she can, she can, she won't die if she had, but she, (laughs) like she's not a cook. So, um, she might kill someone else in the process, but she's not going to die. So we, the deal was like, hey, I like to cook, so I'll cook, and you just do the dishes. Well, that's now co- like I'm still pulling my end of the bargain, but somehow like she was able to like there must have been some loophole or some clause in the contract that I didn't see. Kids, kids. Yeah, right. So now she doesn't do. <laughs> well, I got I got to deal with the kids. Yeah. So you have to cook and clean. Yeah. So then, <laughs> but you know, cleaning all the cutting boards and all that stuff, and it 
I try to do uh, like when I'm really dialed in, I'll be doing like I'll I'll prep food on a Sunday. The problem is I spend all Sunday cooking. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a problem. And then you get tired of making the same stuff because I'm not going to get a new recipe and prep five days of it. Because what if it stinks? Right. <laughs> well, what if I haven't mastered it? Like one time I did uh, blackened chicken. I blackened so much chicken. <laughs> but I hadn't mastered the technique yet. So this chicken was like trying to eat a shuttle tile. Like it was nasty. And uh, <laughs> so like, oh, well, that was, uh, you know, five days worth of chicken that's going right. Like the dog wouldn't even eat it. Yeah, flip flop with a barbecue sauce on it. Yeah. Uh, like there was no saving this stuff. Um, like I took blackened chicken to a whole new level. Like you're not supposed to blacken the interior of it. But uh, but I did. So um, Usually the chicken well done. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, that that worked out, you know, when I can do it, it works out, but then you get tired of eating the same stuff and then you spend an entire day cooking. It's not happening during football season because I'm watching football mm-hmm. um, and drinking beer and then the recipes get really interesting towards the end of the, uh, <laughs> the end of the. My wife was doing the same thing though. Like she would prep her lunches on Sunday, mm-hmm. but it would take all, like she was doing her breakfast and her lunch for the entire week. Yeah. But of course, it was some like elaborate casserole with like fifteen ingredients. Yeah, well, I think and, I think my wife soup. Well, I think they were working out in the same workout group because okay. I was doing it too. Well, ended up <laughs> me prepping all the food, right? And like making all this stuff and like, meh, you know. But she so. she was spending like five hours on a Sunday yeah. doing this. So like, and sometimes like some Sundays we go to Costco, and then we come back, and so basically from the time we got back to the you know, almost dinner time at that point, yeah, she's we got her her whole day is done. Yep. And it's just like, I, and after watching, she was like, I don't want to do this. Yeah, well, I remember prepping food all day on a Sunday. Yeah. And like, all right, what are we having for dinner? I'm like, are you kidding me? Right. Call for pizza. <laughs> so, yeah. Right, right, right. right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so or if you've spent those, you know, hour and a half in the grocery store with the kids and, you know, trying to wrangle everybody together. Oh, yeah. No one's cooking dinner when you get home. Though okay. we have like hundreds of dollars. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank God for Instacart now. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, just and they go to they go to Costco and Sam's, so they bring everything in. <laughs> I but, mean, we, we use that to like the, the giant version mm-hmm. of the home delivery, and then we for a while we did Amazon Prime, which was Whole Foods. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, those are super convenient. Um, but the, but then you still got to do the prep, right? You still, yeah. So she was just like, I, I just don't want to, I don't want to waste my whole Sunday prepping all these these two uh, my my lunch and my breakfast for the whole week when. I could probably do something a lot simpler. Yeah. Or at least in, at least with the dinners, like, like I said, everything's prepped. I mean, I was able to do this one within, like you said, 25 minutes done. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with prepared foods get a bad name cause they're, they're really not good for you, but there are some out there that they're doing like the healthier versions of it. Now don't get me wrong. They're never going to be fully healthy at all, but I mean, like, I guess like, Jimmy Dean does like the delights, like they mm-hmm. have, like the delight sandwiches or the delight wraps, mm-hmm. and they list the ingredients. And there's nothing really horrible in them. Um, they also have the sausage on a stick with a pancake wrapped around it. Sure, <laughs> you can go that <laughs> Not a delight, but, but like if you wanted like a 250 calorie breakfast that had turkey, sausage, eggs, basically like an egg McMuffin. Yeah, you could get that, and it's not going to mm-hmm. be horrible. And it's just so much easier to th- pop that in the microwave than it is to make like an egg frittata casserole that you mm. saw on you know, f- someone's Facebook page and they <laughs> yeah, dropped yeah. the recipe. Like, get out of here with that nonsense. <laughs> that most of them have never cooked because if you followed a recipe, it's like, oh, this doesn't come out. Right. N- nothing yeah. like what you're showing right now. Yeah. 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 There is a dude on Facebook that's funny. Like he makes these ridiculous recipes and, and you, if you, you get sucked into the video mm-hmm. and they're long and then the dude just completely ruins it. And then, like, throws it in the trash. But the you stay for the comments. Yeah. Because the comments are the best. Like, he's putting ketchup on it. And then he, like, burns these eggs. Like, oh, so what we got to do now is add more eggs. He's, like, cracking raw eggs. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. But you're sucked in. You're invested at that point. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, it's always going to be a challenge with, with modern life. And then you're trying to set your kids on the right path. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, you know, with, with – uh, and it's funny how like the kids even like same family. My oldest, he'll just he'll just crush carrots. Yeah. Now, but he's rail thin. But you've never seen a commercial talking about kids liking carrots, right? Right. It's it's always 
the the it's cereal like fruit by the foot. Is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, you see those commercials or, all the time. Or apples, or you know those yeah. those things aren't really pushed. It's yeah. like, hey, the the fruit's good. Yeah, mm. and he he doesn't want to drink like the the younger two. Like they'll drink a half gallon of apple juice between the two of them, left to their own devices, like in a mm. sitting. Um, but the older one, nope. He drinks water, and this he eats carrots. That's my and, one. Does. And you know celery, whatever mm-hmm. you know. But the the middle one and the younger one, like they'll crush apples. But like, yeah, apples are good for you, but you can't eat seven of them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's natural sugar. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he at least there's some nutrition to it. But mm-hmm. if there was like fruit snacks, he'd crush that too. Yeah, so you know, in the same family, you have two kids, same mom and dad, and one is rail thin and eating carrots, and the other one is we'll eat whatever's in front of him so he you know that's my clone so uh so let's talk about your podcast for me you, you have a podcast called talking points or taking steps taking steps i'm sorry oh, <laughs> no, I'm so I, I, what, I had the the, the what's that the youtube channel talking Points. Uh, i had that in my head for no, you're, it's close enough <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait bring on a guest and then completely forget the podcast uh taking steps talking about uh health and family wellness for the most part? Yeah, so it's a little bit of, of everything. Um, you know, it's aligning with, with my overall, you know, vision with, with my, my website and, and coaching. But it's more bringing in, you know, experts, mainly a lot of people that I know who who I think are doing good things and feel so, you know, fitness coaches, financial coaches, kind of having conversations that um, we may not be having in the family today and, and kind of you know, trying to help people on their, their journey with, within an hour of, uh, you know, advice. Um, one thing about taking steps is at the end of each episode, we're going to leave you with three nuggets, something that you can walk away with nothing, you know, too hard to digest, but something you could probably implement into your, your goal strategy. That sounds awesome. Um, you can get a link to the podcast at christianallen.com. He's got a link there to the podcast webpage. Um, that one thing, so you were talking about financial stuff. Are you a Dave Ramsey guy? You know, we we tried we tried the Dave Ramsey thing. Um, I'm going to stop you right there. The guy's full of crap. No, and 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 I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't want to like I didn't want you to say something and then have me say he's full, of, and then be like, yeah. wow, it's going to get awkward. Real it's going to get really awkward. Uh, no, I, I I felt like we we live right and and in my opinion it's it's a restrictive lifestyle well it's not unfortunately and nobody calls him out on this it's really bad financial advice so dave ramsey's method is basically get rid of all your debt pay off your home pay off your cars uh so mortgage gone car loans gone um student loans gone he wants you to pay everything off now i actually went to school i got a bachelor of science of finance where they teach you how to use leverage and loans, right? The worst thing you can do is if you have a mortgage, and a, a lot of people right now have mortgages under 4%, mm-hmm. or at or under 4%, the standard rate of inflation is between 3 and 4%. The idea is if you can borrow at inflation or under, keep the loan. Because if, for example, like a car loan, remember when car loans were like one, 1.9% 1. Mm-hmm. or even like 1%, they were just giving cars away. If you bought a Chevy, it was zero. Zero. Right. So, <laughs> so here's a, in the cases where you have a 0% financing or 1% or 2% financing, it made zero sense for you to pay that off. Because mm-hmm. by keeping the money in your checking account, just by letting it grow at the rate of inflation, you were beating that loan. Yeah. So, for example, if you got a $20,000 car, Dave Ramsey would say, pay off the $20,000 rather than keep it in your bank account, even if your interest rate is 1%. It's garbage. Yeah. You don't do that. You keep the cash because the cash is going to grow at 3% a year just by sitting there because of inflation. Meanwhile, that car loan, it's a fixed rate for four, five, six years. So, that's why it went like... I've got a, we've got a friend that did that Dave Ramsey and they're, they're debt free. There's something to be said for debt free. Now there's certain types of debt I'd say, get rid of revolving credit, which is credit mm-hmm. cards, any high interest debt, but anything that's at 4% or under 
especially like student loans. A lot of student loans are like, I think my wife's is at 1.75%. Yeah, it's, it's. You don't pay that. We actually refinanced that. Like, I guess we were paying like 10, 50, we paid, I think, 10 or 15 years on her student loans. I refinanced it for another 30 at 1.75%. I'm going to, by not paying that loan off, I'm getting double my money back just by holding it in my bank account. That's why that dude. I I swear he's got he's got to have millions upon millions of followers taking that crap advice. But are they are they doing it? Right? I, the, the friend I have who bought who the other thing they buy the system. Mm-hmm. Like you get you you pay this dude like thousands of dollars for a system. Yeah, that teaches you everything. So he teaches you to pay your bills. Yes, and I, like I, I have friends that did it and they walked he, around with like envelopes yeah. in their pocket, like money and. It's the way it's the way he tells you to do it, though. So, and it works with credit cards very well. Essentially, is that that the one where you take your your highest or highest payment? You pay that, or you pay double it up, and then you go to the next one and apply it all. Or you have a set amount of money each month that you're going to pay towards credit cards. Mm. Okay, if you got five credit cards, you pay the minimum on four of them. Okay, and you put the rest on the fifth one. Mm And it should be now. Some people say do the highest amount first. Some people say do the lowest amount first because the reason why they say do the lowest one first, not interest rate, the lowest amount you owe first, mm-hmm. is because you'll be more motivated as you pay them off. Mm-hmm. So, like once you see credit cards go from five to four with the balance, now you're motivated to pay, motivated to pay the fourth one, right? Then the third one, then the second one, and then the first one. But you can do it the other way too. In fact, it's probably better. You're better off doing it with the highest interest card first because that's the mm-hmm. one you're paying the most on. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dave Ramsey goes a little bit further and says, "Okay, you should also pay off your car. You should take, and he's saying take any additional, any extra income mm-hmm. that you're not using for food, mortgage, whatever, whatever it is. You take that extra income and you just start paying down debt, debt, debt. But it doesn't take into consideration like your mortgage." You get a tax deduction for that interest, right? Um, and or or it doesn't really take into consideration building an additional nest egg, mm-hmm. or doing something. For example, if you put money into the S and P five hundred index fund, you can earn about twelve percent per year, averaged over averaged over the life of the S and P. It's averaged twelve percent return. So let's say I got a credit card at eleven percent. Well, if I really wanted to, I could take the extra one percent. And invest in the S and P five hundred, and just pay my credit card monthly. He never takes that stuff into consideration, though. He doesn't identify bad leverage versus good leverage, and that's what just kills me about this dude. Because people pay for that advice, which, by the way, I just gave it to you for free. <laughs> and two, it's not. And great you don't advice. even like the guy. <laughs> it's not good advice. Yeah. Like for someone that went to school for this stuff, I'm sure, and I'm sure he's got. Zero degrees in this stuff. I'm sure he reminds me like a Tony Robbins, like someone who really like listening to him, mm-hmm. and he just made a living off of it. And he's like, "Well, here's my product. I'm going to give crap advice, and people are going to follow it because it worked for a dude." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. My friend who has no debt, she's happy with that. Mm-hmm. But what could she have done with that money that she was just throwing at her debt in the meantime? She missed one of the greatest stock market rises in history. Between 2008 and mm-hmm. 2019. Mm-hmm. Missed it. She could have been proud. I think the S&P returned about 17% year over year. And she lost all that. Because she didn't put her money in it. Yeah. And so she actually, while she reduced her debt, she actually lost money. But I digress. I'll get off my, I'll get off <laughs> but my soapbox. But I think that's also a part, you know, if we're talking about parenting and, and, and kids, um, is that financial piece as well. So... Like a lot of kids are leaving the household totally financially illiterate. Mm -hmm. Um, Like my girls, I think for a while thought, you know, the card was magic. Mm -hmm. And it's not like whenever you go, (laughs) (laughs) you just go in the store like, oh, I want this. And and it just happens. But, you know, it's like this some for some reason, this magical age of 18 is when a kid should get it all. But. I don't think they're always leaving with the tools necessary to to do life as an adult. Um, and a part of the like some of the first dangers they get into are financial 
dangerous. Like you send them to college and you have these tables there. Hey, sign up for this credit card. Oh, yeah. $500. And, you know, we will give you a coupon to some restaurant. Yeah. And it's not just there. Mm -hmm. You go to Kohl's to buy something. Hey, do you have the Kohl's card? You can save 20% today. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can save 20% today? I'll do it. Yeah. Well, okay. Now you, now you're, but they don't, what they don't tell you is you save 20% today. They're charging you 25% on that card if you don't pay it that month. Or how about you go to the airport and every airline has a credit card they're trying to mm-hmm. sell you in mm-hmm. the terminal? Yeah. Yeah. You, 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 we go to a, a, a football game or any large event, there's going to be someone with a table signing people up for, for a credit card. Bowie Bay Sox. Yeah. Trying and to sign you up for a card. It's Coles. So I, I go to, I don't do store credit cards. No. The only ones I'll ever do is like if it's, you know, it's not like the Kohl's credit card. It's like through another bank, like, mm-hmm. you know, a credit card that gets you points, blah, blah, blah. When we had, we had to buy a new refrigerator. So we, we did the, the, the credit card through the, I think it was the Best Buy. But what it did is it gave us 0%. Mm-hmm. So I'll take 0% and then I'm not dumping all kinds of cash into it and then mm-hmm. pay it off later before the interest hits. But that's the difference between good and bad debt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As long as you as long as you pay off that debt before that 0% interest rate goes to 35%, yeah. then you've done it correctly. Yeah. You've uh, taken you've taken advantage of the of the system. Yeah. Cuz the system's waiting for you to not pay it off. Right. And it, make their money. Or what they or they well we got them with the card. And yeah, he paid this he paid this off. But he's going to come back and get a TV. Yeah. When the interest rate isn't zero. Yeah. Swiping that the card left and right, and like yeah. the, when we bought the Peloton, like it came with a, you know, uh, whatever, over the you know zero percent over the what I was like, yeah, do it, you know, pay it. So she set it up so it pays it every month, and we do the same thing. We're saving money off the gym memberships that I canceled, but um, for Coles, I went, I had to buy socks. I always get socks and st- work out, like stuff like that at Cole. So I go through the, the thing, and the girl, she's maybe 22. And they get, so the cashiers get bonuses for more people they sign up. So she says, Have you, uh, do you have a Cole's, or, or will you be paying with your Cole's credit card? I'm like, Oh, well, that's awful presumptuous. No, <laughs> I don't have a Cole's credit card. Oh, well, you should sign up for one. You can save 20% today. I'm like, Nope, I don't do store credit cards. And she tells me, Well, that's really stupid. I'm like, Well, Wow. wow. Good sales pitch. <laughs> yeah. wow. I'm like, oh, so I'm stupid now. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. that case, sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be called stupid by the, the, Thanks. the Thanks, 20-year-old. <laughs> so uh, I buy my socks. And Kohl's always makes me laugh because they, the, how, whatever they think people pay for stuff, they tell you what you saved. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> right. I bought I bought two dozen socks, right? At, you know, two packages of mm-hmm. socks. And they're like, oh, you saved $347,000. Oh, like, oh, <laughs> who pays that for these socks? We like, reach these socks at 500000 <laughs> You paid $2. Yeah, it's like, what are these socks made out of? What? Cocaine? <laughs> like, <laughs> you got a that's, kilo that's of cocaine socks. socks? Coke socks. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we smell a feet all day. <laughs> but, Let's go build a fort. Yeah. <laughs> but that stuff, like, I think, you know, there's like the whole rich dad, poor dad. Mm-hmm. stuff that was going on and i think a lot of that's just stuff that um you know some people just don't learn and they have to learn it somewhere and uh you know it reminds me of a, a buddy of mine was uh he was in the army so uh he went in and he did the um i guess they went from the, the fi- you know he went infantry so it was you go to basic and then basic just kind of ends like oh yeah basic's over now you're in ait yeah and then you ended up um, 101st Airborne. So in the gap between, I guess, AIT and Air Jump School, he went to, you know, they had a little break. And one of the guys who was, who we trained with, now this dude's from up here, he's, you know, from a city and noticed something. Well, this guy was like a country bumpkin. And he's showing his mom and dad the ATM. Like, look, I just put this thing in there and push button, money comes out. And they're like, getting money out. And like, dude, that's your money. Like, <laughs> and that was like, he's like, Wow, people don't know, and when you think of it, like people, some people don't know anything, mm. to the point where like, yeah, you know that money you're getting, that's all yours. Yeah, it just doesn't come out of the wall. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of two parent households where neither parent knows enough about how finances work. Yeah, yeah, and it's unfortunate. I mean, I, w- I was fortunate that my dad kind of brought me along. No, my dad wasn't a financial uh, professional, but he knew 
like he had taught himself the stock market. Um, and I don't know if they still do this, but like when I was in middle school and throughout high school, they had um, a financial a finance club basically where we would and we would do like two or three weeks was the, we called it the stock market game. Mm-hmm. And I remember that the teacher would say, OK, you got two hundred dollars or two thousand. I forgot what the dollar amount was. Buy the stocks that you think are going to do the best. And we so, had to open a newspaper. Yeah, it was a newspaper. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, but we wrote down the one we wanted. Yeah. How much? How many of the shares we were going to buy, and the price that we bought it at. And then after two weeks, we would see who made the most money. But, and all it really did was it taught you how to read the stock ticker in the newspaper, which was foreign to a lot of people yeah. at the time. But it also got you aware of the concept of hey, you can use this to make money. But you, and then, but you also found out you can use this and lose some money too yeah. because there were some kids that lost all of it because they they put all the money into one stock and then you had some kids that diversified and then some kids well, that bought yeah. two or one kid that bought KB toys and of course that shit went under. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you know, you had the kids like the jocks were all buy Nike and then you know shares in some I forget what's there's one team sports team that's like publicly traded or the something. Packers. Oh, yeah. the Packers. Well, the Packers, but the, you can't publicly trade it. Yeah. Can you? It's no, not I think a stock it's, exchange. It's, uh, it's only within, you have to live in Green Bay. Yeah. yeah. And you get nothing for it. Yeah. Like, you can buy the shares, but you get out, you don't vote, you don't get anything. You don't even get to go to a game. No. <laughs> don't, you don't get tickets? <laughs> Wait a minute. But, like, the jocks would do that, and, you know, it's funny, though, now that, like, you'd set the, we were talking about, you know, social media and devices, like, hey, kid, here's a, uh, Here's a Robinhood account and twenty oh, bucks. Man. Have fun, like right. <laughs> Doge to yeah. the moon. Do, do, mini, do, what is it? Mini Doge or Baby Doge? Yeah. There's Doge, Baby Doge, yeah. Shiba Inu. Yeah. Like all these meme. Hey, I made money. I made money off Doge. Do, do, Doge was Doge. very good to me. I I, I should have put. I, I bought a dollar of it. it turned it like two hundred bucks. Yeah, <laughs> was I should have bought a thousand dollars of it, but you know, but you could do that with the kids now, mm-hmm. um, but. They're just kids that don't, people that don't know, and either adults that don't know. And um, I'm not a finance guy. Like, I put money into my deferred comp, and my wife pays the bills. And, you know. Um, well, I guess my point was so. saying that some two parent households don't know. It's like, how are the kid, how are their kids supposed to learn this if the parents can't teach them, but they also are not getting the advice to go, hey, you know, here's this club or this class that you can go to? Because from what I understand, they really don't have that kind of a class in high school. Yeah, I think all of that, like, what, home economics type things are. But that's are like gone, how to balance but, your checkbook. Yeah. That garbage. No one balances a but checkbook. But nobody balances a checkbook. But how, how can that class evolve today, the, right? The problem, I think, with today, with the way things work today, and this is not to knock high school teachers at all, but I think the instruments of today are a little bit more involved mm-hmm. than what your home ec teacher is going to know. Now, again, I'm not saying like someone couldn't be self-taught, but someone who gets a teaching degree isn't learning about like, yeah, uh, how, how, like they're not learning that. Like how to leverage debt. Well, they're, right. They're not, <laughs> learning, they're not learning how to leverage debt. They're not learning that the S&P returns 12% over the course of the S&P over the last mm-hmm. 50 years. They're not learning that. They don't know that. So they can't pass on that advice. And they, and they, like, they don't know, okay, look, these banks will screw you over. Credit unions are better. Credit union, you own a, port, a part of the credit union, whereas if you go with, like, an M&T Bank or a Wells mm-hmm. Fargo, you're just a customer to them. You're paying them to hold your money. Right. Whereas with the credit unions, they generally have less fees. Their interest rates are lower. Um, now, generally, you have to qualify to be a member, but for the most part, there's a credit union for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, even, like, like, CQ, almost anybody can get in. Navy Federal Credit Union. Most people can get in if you if you kind of know no, how to get. It. Like if your grand, if your parents, mm-hmm. grandparents, uh, like for me, I got into USAA when I was sixteen because my dad was in the military, mm-hmm. so I was able to get in. And as long as you keep one account open, you can remain with them. Yeah, I think that uh, it it goes to your grandparents. Some yeah, like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it goes. So like I found my grandfather's DD two fourteen from World War two, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to USAA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a there's so there's always credit unions that people can go to, or even like their smaller banks. Now the problem, there's a lot of different things, but people should look into their options rather than just saying, oh, there's PNC or there's Wells Fargo. Those are a lot of people banks. just go to whatever. Like, so I have a, 
an M&T bank account. And it's not my primary, but I've had it forever. I had it, I got it in college when it was all first. So that's yeah, how. That's, I had them too. Yeah. So that's how old, and I just kept it. Like I just, you know, because changing stuff's a pain in the ass. Like it's, it sucks. And that's what they, they should do is awesome. they, you get so far into the institution that yeah. it's like, oh, now I got to change my direct deposit. Now I got to. And then you got to change all your automatic. Yeah, I change all my automatic. Oh, yeah. Well, we talked about this two podcasts ago when we were talking about cell phones. Like, the studies show, like, for cell phone and cable companies, that 75% of people, after their introductory rate is done, will stay with the company just so they don't have to switch. I stay with Sprint. Um, it was the first cell phone I ever had, so so over 20 years ago. Um, and then they, I got mad, and I was like, I'm leaving. I'm leaving Sprint. And I went to T-Mobile, and then T-Mobile bought Sprint <laughs> right. like the next month. I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> right. I, th- I thought I was getting away from. <laughs> but yeah, they, they they know what they're doing. It's all it's all psychological. They know how to keep you, and sometimes they don't have to do anything to keep you. It's just they're banking on you not wanting to switch. Yeah, they don't. They're banking on you just not wanting to deal with the hassle of it all. Because when I was when I was you know when I left home and and didn't have much of a concept of money, one thing I I remember one practice I used was if I wanted something is like, how many hours do I have to work to, to get this? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and sometimes I'm like, this wasn't, this isn't worth it. Yeah. And, and even now I, I factor that in occasionally, like how many hours of work is this, you know, or these shoes or, or whatever. So, um, yeah, I think, I think kids really need that reinforcement really the education before they leave home like this is what money is and and it is some engagement even the value of buying used versus new Mm -hmm. kids sometimes don't get like they think new is the only way to go and and not just with cars i mean refurbished computers refurbished electronic goods i mean you can get good deals on used stuff i think apps though i think kids are learning that through like apps like you know ebay mercari uh, it used to be Craigslist, but apparently no one's selling anything there anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah. eBay. I thought I just heard on on a podcast that if you use eBay, you use dial up too. <laughs> I, I love eBay, man. Are you kidding me? Uh, but I guess Facebook Marketplace is a big place now where people get a lot of stuff. But and scammed. Yeah, that's yeah. true too. Yeah, but yeah. Um, you have so, offer up, which is just ad robbed. Um, so as far as like when someone contacts you, what kind of services, like what, what can they expect? Like when, let's say I send you an email, what happens next? So it's, it's really, what do you want to do? Like what, what are your goals? Right. Um, a part of coaching is I'm not telling you what you want to do. You're telling me what you want to do. And I work with you, um, whether it's the whole family or, or an individual, uh, to get a plan together to, to reach that goal. Um, I'm here as, you know, kind of a paid accountability partner. I believe if if you really want something, you invest money into, you know, the support, you're more, more likely to get it done. Um, you know, a lot of coaching now is looked at from an individual aspect. I think we, we need more family, family focused goal setting. You know, we, we, you know, spent time talking about, you know, eating habits and eating healthier. That can be something that the family can set as a goal, get a coach to kind of help them along the way, make sure they're tracking meals and, and doing and reaching where they want to go. But then also finances, like why can't kids be a part of a savings goal for the family? You know, if you want to go to Disney, then here's, we, we need to save $500. So what, what are you going to give up as a kid that, that your parents are paying for, you know, what snacks are you not going to get yeah. in order to, to put it towards, you know, this family goal. So being a coach is, you know, holding, holding folks accountable, making sure you're, you're setting, you know, smart goals, things that you can achieve um, that make sense for where, where you want to go. So you reach out to me, we'll have that conversation see where you want to go. Um, if I'm not the right person for you, I know plenty of coaches in the realm of fitness, uh, career spiritual that that i could refer you to and so is the, uh, 
Do they just go on your website, ChrisShawnAllen.com? Is that the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, yeah. Uh, you can shoot me an email there. Uh, yeah, and it'll send send it right to me and let me know what, what you want. I'll put a link in the description below uh, of this podcast and the last one. And we appreciate you sticking around for two for two hours for this one. This is the first time we've done a, a part one and part two, I think. Oh, no, no, we, we, did, we, we did, did one because we were running our, running our mouths about uh, <laughs> something. But uh, before we go, like, are there any um, podcasts that you uh, that you that you're into? I have a few that I'm into, but um, the kind of set like I'm really into Jocko. Uh, of course, Joe Rogan, he's the godfather. Um, <laughs> we talk about him all the time. Yeah, I just found another one, Mark Bell's uh, my, Mark Bell's Power something. Uh, working out, fitness, nutrition type of deal. Yeah. So that's kind of where I – and then the po- political stuff, but those are quick. So, so if, you have, if you ever see me, like, running, I'm most likely listening to some nerd, like, leadership podcast i listen to only <laughs> mainly only leadership focused podcasts you like um, that jocko one though i love jocko jo- jocko ex-military so, okay yeah yeah if you um now we're plugging jocko hard he doesn't need it but um he's worth it but yeah jocko willink it's called uh it's the jocko podcast and it's pretty much he was a navy seal and mm-hmm. then he retired and started a uh company called echelon front that works with the uh business community but also does a lot of um military public safety type type stuff but there's a lot of lessons that anyone could apply to their lives uh, as big things discipline equals freedom so mm-hmm. that's how i try to you know i actually have a discipline equals freedom sign above my power rack so when i'm f- trying to slack i'll see it fanboy yeah. you know he's fanboying over there yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> we talked talk about that too in another episode yeah mm-hmm. but uh no i just it's neat to see what people's influences are and you know i'm we're so in the podcast we're doing one so yeah you know. no i listen to one regularly is is craig groschel it's a leadership podcast he's um he's a pastor but the podcast is very just leadership focused um and i think anybody who's you know either want to be a leader you you are a leader he gives some really good points there um so yeah it's either podcasts or like audio books that that i got any good books lately uh, so Will by, by Will Smith. Um, oh yeah. How was that? Yeah. Probably it got spicy at some, at some point. It gets a little, it gets a little <laughs> spicy. Um, but maybe the best produced audio book I've ever listened to cause he, he's, he injects music and oh nice. yeah. So, uh, really good story to, to kind of see someone work their way up and stay focused on their dream and all that. Um, you don't have to like everything he puts out, but. Yeah, the the story the story was good. I, yeah. I was waiting for a reboot of Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and apparently they're doing one, but it's gonna suck. It's, yeah, it's a drama. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's serious. Yeah, I know, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lot- why? Why? Why would you? Like the first one was so like I don't know. Maybe I'm just against reboots. I love I, the original stuff that we grew up. Yeah, with. I'm not a reboot fan. Nah. Um, I just think that because the original one was like that's what I remember. I, I can't think of any reboots. It also just Hollywood run out of ideas, so they just reboot stuff. You know, also, and we, we talked about this though with with shows today. How the writing just got so lazy. Yeah, like before, like it was like the shows that we kind of grew up with. Like they got the point across, like whatever point they were trying to make. But the show was funny. Yeah, right. Like you had the Full Houses, the Cosby shows, mm-hmm. um, uh, the Unlimited Color. Well, not Unlimited Color. That was a sketch show, which by the way is hilarious. It is. But um, but shows like that, like they they gave you a message. But didn't jam it down your throat. They beat you over the head with it. They kind of got you subliminally in the back end. Like, oh, wait, there's a moral to the story here. All right. Yeah. All right. But, yeah, it was great having you. Yeah, ChrisShawnAllen.com. Uh, go to the DumbIdeaPodcast.com as well. Click on that link for uh, private internet access. And we will see you next time.